time at the Rubus, a weekly podcast about the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival. I'm your host, Sharla. And I'm Daniel. And uh, Brooklyn's over here playing Candy Crush. He might pop in every now and then. <laughs> you got to call me out about the candy crush. I do got to call you out about that. How did that last game go? I lost. She lost. Oh, okay. All right. So this is a bit of a bonus episode and not a full thing. Because we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the news that has come up this past week. I saw the news. Yeah, the first one we'll go through are these pod shows that they're going to be doing on the Bonnaroo Farm that they're calling it now. Yes. So it's not Great Stage Park anymore. That's kind of funny. I'm going to miss that name a little bit. Are they not calling it that anymore? No, uh, Brad and Barry and Taco talked about this in their podcast that went out today. Um, apparently it's not Great Stage Park anymore. Oh, no. Maybe it is on like legal documents and stuff. But they're not marketing it as that. It's called Bonnaroo Farm. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Everybody knows where the Bonnaroo yeah. Farm is. I don't think people outside of you know the regular Bonnaroo circles know what Great Stage yeah, nobody, Park is. Yeah, nobody's going around going, are you going to Great Stage Park this weekend? Great Stage Park <laughs> sounds like something that might be at Dollywood. It sounds like a legal thing. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I just, like, if I didn't know, I would think Great Stage Park is like yeah, a little theater. Like a- like yeah. an amusement park thing, yeah. Like right. you can go see some like knockoff bluegrass band over at Dollywood or something, yeah. you know. But no, it makes sense to call it Bonnaroo Farm because Bonnaroo Farm. Everybody yeah. around here knows where that is. So yeah, three artists I feel like are kind of specific to the Nashville market. There is uh, Billy Strings, who we've started to listen to a lot. John Party, who I didn't know was a thing until this past week, I'll be honest. And uh, kind of more of a Bonnaroo regular, the Abbott Brothers. They're going to be yes. doing a three-night run on 4th of July weekend. That'll be cool. So which one do you want to go to, Daniel? Well, what do you think? I mean, we love the Abbott Brothers. It's I'm your... going to choose that one. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick one, I would choose that one. Well, we... out of that, that would be my favorite. I agree. We've seen them a number of times, but the Abbott Brothers are one of those acts where every time you see them, it's a bit of a different show. Yes, Exactly. You know the funny thing to me about the Abbott Brothers? They always look different every time I see them. True, true. <laughs> Sometimes they're like clean-cut guys with, you know, no beards. Sometimes they look like... Hippies. Peop- yeah, hippies. <laughs> I think my favorite show that I've ever seen with them was when Old Crow Medicine Show opened for them at a theater a little north of Atlanta. This is probably about seven or eight years ago. Oh my gosh, both bands were on fire that night. And they were kind of like stepping in with each other at each other's shows. That sounds cool. Yeah, maybe they should have Old Crow open for them. That'd be cool. That's something that has gone a little overlooked, too. There was language on the new Bonnaroo Farm website that support acts are to be announced in the future. I miss that. So, yeah, it's not just them. There will probably be an opener or two, given what they said on that site. That's cool. I did not see that. A lot of people, I haven't seen that mentioned anywhere either. So, that's super cool. I would pull for uh, the boys in Old Crow to open up for the Abbott Brothers. I mean... Catching them are just up the road in Nashville. They're probably dying to play. They've played with the Abbott Brothers a number of times. I think that would be a great two-band bill. Yes. On the what stage? All right, let's work our way backwards. John Party is kind of like a newer, you know, country artist. I just do not know this guy. I, I really don't know much about him. But given that he's playing one of these pod shows, I'm going to look him up. I'll listen to him a little bit and... From the best I can tell, I know nothing about modern country, but he's trying to be a little bit of a throwback artist to somebody like early 90s Clint Black or something like that. I don't know. Sounds like it might be kind of my thing, so I'll look him up. I haven't, I have not done my research on John Party, so I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I am just not in touch with country music at all, so this was like 
I was like, wait, who is this? Should I know who this is? I'm just going to be honest. I mean, not to put the guy down. It's just like, I'm totally unfamiliar, you know? And uh, the first one is Billy Strings, who we have gotten to know. Now, he, he, I, I know him through Old Crow. Yeah. Because he's played with them a lot. Wait, have we seen him? Has he opened for Old Crow when we've seen them? No, we haven't seen him. It's except on their virtual. Like, he's done a lot of oh, like, yeah, virtual stuff right. with Old Crow. Well, I like what he does because it's a mix of old-timey bluegrass and a little bit of jam band he, stuff. He did the, uh, like, he was on the virtual route last year. Okay, I missed that. Yeah, we did our uh, last speakeasy route. That's how I found out same, about him. Yeah, we did our last speakeasy route the same time that virtual route was going on, so I yeah. missed some of that. Well, that's cool. I need to listen to him more. And if they didn't have the Abbott Brothers, I think I would be going to see Billy Strings. I, yeah, oh, I, definitely. I like what he does. It's taking bluegrass in a slightly new direction. Yeah, it's exactly. a lot of fun. So, yeah, I think... While they are clearly targeting this towards the local Tennessee market, that's just going to drive in for you know the day, the night, whatever. It, it's a good start. We've known that they want to do stuff like this for years, and you know I feel like this past year finally forced their hand on it a little bit, so they could have something going on over there. You know, right? Now here's my question: When you go to one of these pod shows at the Bonnaroo Farm, is it going to be only a show? Like, is there going to be any of the Bonnaroo vibe there at all? Well, there's no camping. They've already said no camping. Yeah, I so think that's that, kind of a lame idea, but I understand why. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Is there going to be any, any Bonnaroo vibe, you think? Or? Well, they have not started building back a new arch, which, I mean, if you look at all their marketing material, they're clearly going to at some point. Right. It's not going to be the squarch that much longer if we have to have it again. I would love to see a new arch there if there's going to be these pod shows. There may not be enough time, though, because the first one is going to be uh, Memorial Day weekend. And then the next one is the 4th of July weekend for the right. Abbott Brothers. So maybe they aren't going to have that yet. But I would love to see other things that kind of give it that Bonnaroo vibe. Right, exactly. Or else, like, what's the point? It could have been in any random field, you know? Oh, right. Well, I mean, you got the caverns, which is just about, what, like 30 minutes away. Just that, up the hill, yeah. Right. And they've been doing their, their version of pod shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's is it going to be something similar to that? It looks like it, yeah. Uh, and you got to think, Manchester is a small town, so they don't have that many options for, for hotels. Mm-hmm. So are these shows more or less geared towards local people i think so i don't see many people driving more than like three or four hours to go to this right exactly like people drive like a whole day to come to the real bonnaroo but this one uh, i I don't see it happening and maybe it was designed to be that way right yeah i mean you obviously don't want a lot of people you know drinking and driving and spilling out onto (laughs) interstate 24 well that's what i'm afraid of this conversation came up on the bonnaroo reddit this past Uh week like if you were gonna have any type of show at the Bonnaroo Farm, people are used to there being certain activities on that property, right? right? So if you're telling them, like, well, you got to pack it up and leave at, like, 10 or 11 p.m., that's a potential problem? I don't know. I, I personally feel like it's a bigger problem to invite people to drive on the road after all that than any problem from camping. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I, I think it's not only a little bit of a lame idea to not have camping, but it's... I don't want to say irresponsible, but maybe not the safest idea. I don't know. I don't know. I just wonder, like, I guess it's geared towards locals maybe then. Yeah. Well, it is. The The site says no tailgating. And I'm like, is there going to be a no fun police, like, patrolling out in the parking lot out there in the field? <laughs> I mean, how do no you... No fun police. <laughs> well, exactly. It's like, what do you define as tailgating? Like, 
if I'm just sitting out there for a half hour getting my stuff together and getting kind of settled in and I've just got a Bluetooth speaker in the back of your car, is that tailgating? Are they going to tell me, no, you can't do that? I I don't know. I think there's just a lot of questions with that. Yeah, there's, and you know, a lot of people, you know, I were, I was seeing comments on the Reddit, uh, on the Reddit post about it, people saying, I have so many questions. I have questions about this. So I think there's more information to come. And I think this, I think what we saw this week was just the very first, like, hey, this is happening. I don't think we got the full details of the events. Well, I hope they do clarify that. And I, I hope the kind of strictness about any tailgating does lighten up. And I hope that they do consider camping because if you're just going to be on the farm for like four hours, you know, you can't lollygag in the campground. You got to go right in, go right out and leave. I'm like, what is the point? Manchester does have some hotels. I mean, it's not barren. Not a lot. I I mean, it's, it's just limited. Yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be an after party somewhere. It's just a matter of, Pushing away liability from one place to another, I suppose. I, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't pretend to know. But I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'll call them as I see them. I love Bonnery to death. But I think parts of this are a little misguided, to be honest. You think so? Yeah. I, I think there does need to be a safe way to have tailgating. I mean, you got acres and acres and acres out there. Space the cars apart, you know? So It's going to happen these inevitably. shows, you don't, you don't pull up with your car? No, no. You, they're going to have roped off pods gotcha. like they do at the okay. caverns. Okay. Honestly, that might have been a little cooler. It would tear up the field, though. Yeah, true, <laughs> yeah, true, true. It wouldn't have worked. Very good point. But, I mean, we've done some of these kind of shows. And I know, you know, almost exactly a year ago when the pandemic forced places to do this sort of thing, yeah. everybody thought it was going to be lame. And they're kind of not, really. I mean, they're not the best thing, but they're not, like, just boring and stupid either. Right, no. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, I just feel like they've got to find a way for it to still have the Bonnaroo vibe. It can't just be something that happens can't to take place It can't just be any there. old concert. Yeah. yeah. That just happens to be. I was talking to um, our buddy that runs the Festival this past week, and he, he brought up a good comparison. Red Rocks is a place where it's not a campground. It's a place where you have shows, but it's a place that people go to experience. Right. Because it's like a destination location. You got the awesome view there and there's some other fun stuff that happens there how do you do that on the Bonnaroo grounds without it having that Bonnaroo vibe because that vibe to us is like you know seeing a bunch of crazy totems running into your buddies seeing crazy costumes um weird random funny stuff happening in the campgrounds if you're not allowing any of that kind of stuff with the no fun police is it a Bonnaroo event I don't know I don't know, but in any case, I'm thankful that live music is coming back. In oh, yeah. Some way, shape, form. Form. <laughs> form. <laughs> yeah, it's happening uh, on some farm. You almost yeah. said farm. Uh, so I'm, I'm thankful for that, regardless. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, honest. Okay. I'm having some healthy cynicism here, I hope. I just feel like there are some unanswered questions. Yeah, I think there's still some questions to be answered about it, definitely. But I'm thankful that live music is coming back. So, bravo for that. Yeah, so at least there is that. Yeah. All right, so part two. Uh, Again, this is going to be another instance in which we implore you to go listen to the What Podcast. Please go listen to the What Podcast, as they are the news. Yeah, but since Barry Barry talked so much about me in this last episode, I'll talk a little bit about them. Um, So everybody saw that Brad was talking about Domino's and not the pizza. Heard. Yeah. (laughs) Well read, too, on Twitter. Yeah, whatever. Um, So go listen to them first. I'm going to pause. 
Okay, great. I'm going to proceed as if you just paused us and listened to them first. So if you did, you heard Brad talk about how, yeah, we can pretty much expect September, which I think we have kind of assumed this for a little while, right, Charlotte? I think a lot of people have. I mean, especially with so many other festivals announcing. Yeah, there have been a lot this past week. So what all was there? Uh, there was the summer camp. It's kind of like a jam band EDM festival. And now it's an amazing lineup, actually. They did, yes. That looked really good. I would be really tempted about that. What else has there been? Hinterland in Iowa announced. Oh, yeah. It was kind of more Americana focused. <laughs> Speaking of somebody having the Abbott Brothers in Old yes. Crow, that was another one. Yeah, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. Uh, but there's been so many. I mean, you can go look it up. Yeah, it feels like after this past week, the floodgates have opened and just so many festivals are coming back. Another one was Life is Beautiful in Vegas. Remember that? Yes. Um, Three Points Miami, I think, was another one. Oh, gosh. It's all happening all of a sudden, so I'm, I'm having a hard time keeping up exactly, with which ones. Yeah. The, the Life is Beautiful in Vegas announcement threw me off guard because if anybody listened to us last week, I was starting to get afraid about Tame Impala not showing up in the States. But that pretty much tells us, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. They're coming. I mean, they're in the States at least. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to be in Vegas for that show mm -hmm. uh, right around the time Rue is. So, I guess that tells you that their tour is happening. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't have to buy tour tickets if they're going to be at Bonnaroo. Mm. feel like we should know here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I'll be able to make a decision on that. So here's my question for you, Charlotte. Yes. It looks like September is safe, but we're still going to be living in the kind of gray territory of the post-Rona times. Right. So what would you think is going to be different in September? Gosh, I don't know. It's hard to say because festivals haven't really put out their like Rona plans yet. Yeah. Life is Beautiful said that there would be some regulations and changes, but they haven't really... Haven't really said what. Yeah. I feel like this is the thing that is still delaying stuff a little bit. Right. Whatever. It's hard to say what those may be. Now, I'll tell you what I kind of expect. I kind of think that there will be way more entrances into Cineru. I think that there is going to be a different entry procedure, which actually I have a little bit to talk about with that in just a moment. And I feel like there's going to be like maybe roped off lanes where you walk in one direction. A lot of things like that. Nothing major, but like a lot of little things to help mitigate any potential issues, you know? I could say that, but then just the logistics of regulating that, I can't even. Yeah, like, that's good true. good luck. Yeah. I mean, it really would be like herding cats, I suppose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things that they don't control anyways. I mean, Seriously. supposedly there's stuff on the do not bring in list that like by Saturday, they're just like, eh, knock yourself out. You know? I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's tough to say. I, I do feel as if there will be some things at the very least. I, I do feel like the layout of Sinru could look a little bit different in order to have more room to walk around without right. being crowded in. Okay, so say for example, we've been in this situation before. When you leave the what stage after a big act, uh, and you're walking over to the witch stage, there is always a giant funnel of right. people that crowd up on that bridge. Yep. You know what I'm talking yes. about? That bridge that's only been there yeah, for a few years. Knows, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talked about this before. You remember the Just Keep Swimming night, Brooklyn? Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other story I think we've told before. But that would be something that they need to make some changes for so that big crush of people doesn't happen. If only for the PR purpose. You wouldn't want pictures of that getting around in like September, right? Right. Yeah. So I feel like maybe there should be a lot more lanes between the what field and the rest of Cineru, you know? Yes. That's a little tough, but I mean, you can just move around where some of those tents usually are, you know? 
So that's why I think, yeah, it might look a little bit different. But I don't think it's going to be completely unrecognizable or anything. Exactly. Okay, so you said something about entrance. Yeah, so there was a uh, interestingly worded article in the Manchester Times uh, this last week, which I'm going to be fair, a lot of people on like Inferu and the Bonnery Reddit said that it gave them a stroke. It could have used another pass or edit. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. But there was some good info in that uh, where it was first spilled that the pod shows were happening. It was like a city councilman or, or alderman. Uh, you know, Ryan taught me that. Right. They said something about the pod shows, and it turned out they were right. Another thing that they said was staggered entrance times for Bonnaroo, that they wouldn't need the interstate entrance and that there would be a new way of doing that. I feel like that might be one of the changes where, like, perhaps you get an entrance time designated with your car pass or something like that. I'm just spitballing. But some way in which they stagger people out. And it would also help with the traffic issues, which, frankly, were really bad last time. Like, I talked to some people that waited well over 12 hours. And if somebody's driving from, like, say, Chicago, they shouldn't have to wait another 12 hours once they actually get to Manchester, you know? But, yeah, I, I think that will be a big help with that. And potentially it could help with, you know... Any mitigation out in the campgrounds, I would assume, too. Again, I just wonder how that's going to be logistically controlled and how that's logistically going to work. It would take a lot of cooperation with the local cops, I suppose, because they help direct traffic. You know, they kind of turn people around on I-24. There there was that infamous detour on, uh, not Bushy Branch, but... Hillsboro. uh, Hillsboro. Yeah, they called it Hillsboro. Hillsboro, Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think there's a lot of people that never yeah. want to see that road again. No. <laughs> We've been lucky. Like, even before we had the bus, like, I think the most you and I ever waited to get in was like two hours. Maybe, right. Maybe three My at the truck most. almost overheated. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Charlotte had an yeah. old uh, Toyota truck. Aaron was with us that one year. Yeah. We had a camper behind us. That was us. the longest we've ever waited. And that was like 15 in 2015. And it still was not... It's not bad for no. us. Maybe three hours tops. Maybe, yeah, at the most. And just compared to what some people wait, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I, Holy I, crap. Very grateful to have been that lucky about that. Oh, <laughs> hey, real quick, since this in theory is a storytelling podcast, that was the year that Aaron saw the guy riding the PBR. Oh, my God. I don't know if I've ever told, told uh, Lord Taco this story, but I'll tell it real quick. So it was that year we were waiting a long time, and we were on I-24, and you know where it kind of – curves around where they direct the traffic in kind of a u-shape right next to that gas station we could see everybody right when you turn on to bushy branch yeah we could see we were on the interstate but we could see everybody going into the farm on bushy branch and there was two or three guys that walked up to that gas station from there and they had like one of these like little rolly carts and they had gotten this giant batch of pbr like cases and cases and was one, it PBR? Yes, I remember this specifically. It was PBR. I have a video I can show you. Oh, yeah. And one of the guys was riding on top of the PBR on this rolly cart down Bushy Branch Road <laughs> and having the time of his life. And this was Aaron's first Bonnaroo, and he thought that was the coolest and funniest thing. He thought that thing. was the funniest thing he ever seen in his entire life, so much that he had to make a video of it. <laughs> And he was just laughing to his heart's content. We're I mean, like, I've never seen somebody <laughs> laugh and thought, I mean, I've never seen somebody get such a joy out of something. I was like, dude, if you think that's 
And we had not even made it in the gates yet. And I'm like, oh my God, just you wait. Oh, he saw. He he saw lots of things not to be unseen. That was a wild Bonnaroo. Yeah. 2015. I remember there being a lot of weird stuff that year. I don't think he's missed a Bonnaroo yet. No, he has, but he's gone to most of them. Yeah, but he's, yeah. I think the only one he missed, they did a cross-country trip to California. Oh, okay. But also, I think he told me he regretted that and wished he went to Bonnaroo. (laughs) (laughs) So that's okay, whatever. But yeah, back in traffic, any addition or change they can make to do that, I feel like would be one of the most welcome ones anyways, Corona or not, you know? Well, yeah. So we'll see. Anything else we want to get out in this little bonus episode? No, just... uh... I hope that they put out some more information about these pod shows because I do think that a lot of people still have some questions. I think that there are some unanswered questions about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I personally just want everybody to stay safe, uh, you know, not just with COVID, obviously, but with these pod shows. You know, I obviously don't want anybody to drink and drive and stuff like that, obviously. Uh, yeah, be safe. And, and just, uh, you it, know, if. You're listening to this and it hasn't sold out. A smart thing to do might be trying to get a spot at that KOA yeah. campsite that's right next door. That's true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That KOA place and is there. If I remember right, there is also a Tennessee State Park just up the road a little bit too that might be a good campsite. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you can still kind of make a mini Bonnaroo even if they don't want you to have it there. I just, I don't know. It, if I was to make one suggestion about this, like they got to find a way to make sure that it's a comparable experience. They can't just right. be show up, see a show and then leave. That's if that were the case, I just don't think it's worth what they're charging for this. It's got to have the Bonnaroo experience. So one other thing, Daniel, do you think tickets for these shows will sell out quickly? Ooh, yeah, I think so. Since they'll probably heavily market it locally to the Nashville market. And this is clearly a lineup that's directed towards them. I mean, if this was directed towards regular Bonnaroovians, you would have seen something like Grizz or Glass Animals or like a good EDM show, you know. This is not for the regular Bonnaroo crowd, except for the crowd that's nearby in Tennessee that enjoys this kind of kind of act better, you know. I mean, I'm the I'm the regular Bonnaroo crowd and I love me some Avid Brothers, so Oh yeah. Yeah, I love them too, but I don't know. If there was a more a Bonnaroo-centric band that was on this lineup, I probably would have went to see somebody like Class Animals instead of the Abbott Brothers, you know. But the Abbots are still cool. We love them. I mean, I'd, I'd go to both. Why not both? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are doing both. We're going to get to see St. Paul. I got my the, Stimmy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence that they announced what this. What a coincidence. And, they put this on sale right when everybody's getting their stimulus. Gee. How could this be? But yeah, we do get to... Do the best of both worlds because we're going to see St. Paul at the Caverns and then probably the Abbott Brothers I on the forgot. farm. I forgot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see them soon. Take off work. All right. I think that's enough for this bonus episode. So next week, uh, we're going to start something really cool. I'm able to finally tell you about this since we recorded a bit of it. I've been working with Kevin with Camp Red Roo. He came to me with this amazing idea about interviewing regular Bonnaroovians about what they do at their day job, what they do on the other days that they're not at the farm. So he's recorded a few of these already, and next week I'll talk with him a little bit about what he has in mind for these, and he's got two interviews in the can already. That's awesome. Yeah, it's the coolest idea. He just texted me out of the blue, and I was like, dude, that's amazing. It could almost be a whole other podcast. Yeah, really. sounds dope. Maybe it could be a spinoff of this one of these days. I don't know. You know somebody I want to talk to for an interview like that is Lord Taco. That'd be cool. He's an interesting dude. Shout out to him for being the 69th follower by PBR. I heard. He was very, very, very proud of that. I'm very proud for him. And he's got his bus running very well now. 
He's been cruising around Chattanooga, going to his favorite place to go get a PBR. And uh, the Rubus itself is going great. We've been yeah, that was great. Yeah, we've been doing a little work on that, clean it up. Got to do a little touch up paint. And we're good to go for this summer. Whether it be, I don't think we're taking it to that pod show. That'd be pointless. But <laughs> for a lot of other things, and then at September, of course. So it looks like September is a safe bet. So throughout the summer, we're going to be putting together a little something that we can do at Bonru at the Rubus itself. Yeah, we'll have some plans and stuff to tell you about later. But for now, it's just a great thing to see live music slowly coming back, festivals coming back, and Bonnaroo is coming back. So with all that in mind, it's a great time to get out there and radiate positivity. We'll see you soon. Bye.